morning. I have been coming to St. Columbus since at least 2001. I've been a member of the choir throughout that time and have served at various points as treasurer, vestry member, junior warden, and now senior warden. This is meant to be a faith story, and I guess things don't get a lot more personal than that, so I'd like to start with a confession. I enjoy public speaking, but when Jason asked me to speak here today about my faith, it felt like getting picked for jury duty. I, I mean, I looked forward to being in the pulpit at some point, but maybe for a reading at Lessons and Carols. But climbing these steps to stand before you to profess my faith was something I had been content to avoid doing. For years, I've been happy to speak in church about the mechanics of church, about stewardship, the need to maintain our building to sustain our ministries, to tend to our strategic priorities or our mission. But faith is a lot harder. Like many at St. Columbus, I grew up in the Roman Catholic tradition. My mother saw to it that my father, brother, and I almost never missed Sunday Mass. We were there in our favorite family pew, not just on Sundays, but even on what Roman Catholics call other holy days of obligation. Growing up in small town New York in the 1970s and 1980s, church was something almost everyone I knew did. My extended family consisted mainly of third or fourth generation Italian and Irish immigrants with strong Roman Catholic traditions all around. And even though one of my best childhood friends was the son of the Presbyterian minister in town, and even though our closest neighbors were pillars of their Baptist congregation, it really never occurred to me, at least as a child, to wonder about faith outside of the Catholic church that I knew. I did what was expected of me, confession, communion, and confirmation. I even went to CCD, which in preparation for today I learned stands for Confraternity of Christian Doctrine. Or I guess I should say I went to CCD until I managed to convince the Monsignor that having attended Catholic school through fourth grade was at least as meaningful to my Christian formation as middle school CCD, and he gave me back Saturday morning. I finished high school and I went to university in 1987 where I found the Catholic campus ministry and I continued more or less on the same religious path I'd been on throughout my life to that point. But as time passed, as family traditions felt a bit farther away, I had a chance to reflect on the meaning of the routine. I developed a curiosity for other choices. I wanted to understand better why some of my classmates worshiped in other traditions and why many of them worshiped not at all. The very concept of holy days of obligation, which always seemed a bit odd to me, began to feel even more so. And whatever religion I was seeking, if any at all, needed to be more about holy days of aspiration or holy days of opportunity than about obligation. At Cornell, as at many colleges, multiple campus ministries share the same building, which unlike attending a regular parish church, makes it pretty easy if you exercise some faith to encounter other faiths. At the time, the university sponsored a weekly multi-denominational service at Sage Chapel in the center of campus, which presented a great opportunity for me to hear voices from many religious traditions. Though I had studied organ from a young age and I had played organ in church from time to time as a child, it was at Sage Chapel that the connection between spirituality and music became profound for me. I joined the choir, I relished in the sounds of the chapel's massive alien Skinner pipe organ, and I gladly learned all that I could about sacred music, at least as seen through the eyes of the university organist and choir master. Some of the services were transcendent. In particular, I still remember a Good Friday service now almost 30 years ago, and the ethereal effect of placing a few chanting voices in far off corners of the building. I appreciated the opportunity to practice religion in a multi-denominational university setting where challenging dogma wasn't just tolerated, 
but expected. But I found, and this surprised me, that I missed some of the elements of my childhood church experience, the cadence of the liturgy, the shared experience of communion. While Sage Chapel services were beautiful and they could be thoughtful, at times, for me at least, they lacked a certain grounding. And it was in that realization that I came to appreciate the Episcopal Church, a church that cherished the traditions of music that I had come to understand and the liturgy I had surprisingly missed, but without being frozen in time. A church where scripture, tradition, and reason are co-equal branches, or the three legs, of our stool. So after leaving college, aside from a year or so as an organist and choir director at a Methodist church, which is a story for another day, I began attending Episcopal services regularly, and when I moved to D.C. after grad school, it felt like I visited every church in the diocese to find a home. But eventually it was at St. Columba's that I found that parish home and was received into the Episcopal Church. Over the past 18 years, I've had some amazing experiences here. I've grown in love for God and for this community, and I have been truly blessed. Though in the scheme of things, leaving the Roman Catholic tradition for the Episcopal Church is not the most radical decision I could have made, it did ruffle a few feathers in my extended family. And perhaps the moment that I felt most at home here was about 15 years ago, when my Italian Catholic grandmother, then in her 90s and just a few years before her death, agreed to come to services here with me. As far as I or any member of our family knew, it was the first time she'd even acknowledged there was a church that wasn't Roman Catholic. <laughs> the service itself was typical St. Columba's, and on that day, Margaret Gunther presided, leaving no doubt that this was not the Catholic church my grandmother had attended <laughs> for nearly a century. And I wasn't sure what she thought until the end, when she leaned over and said to me, she was glad to have lived to see the day that a woman could celebrate the Mass. I started my faith story with a confession, and I'd like to end with another. As the elements of faith get beyond the practice of religion, things get a bit more complicated for me. I believe in God, and I find comfort in that belief. I believe, at least directionally, in the scripture. But faith is an area of life where I sometimes feel pretty inadequate. The mystical elements are especially challenging. I am naturally inclined toward evidence, toward data, toward what I can see and touch and prove, and faith just doesn't fit in that box. But even though I can't always understand, and even though my faith journey is far less profound than many we've heard from this pulpit, I feel that I've come to recognize holiness in, but not just in, churches and mosques and temples, but in everyday interactions where we care for one another, and especially when we step beyond what feels comfortable to act where we're truly needed. The opportunity to be here with you, to listen together, to question together, to struggle together and learn together, to attempt together to make sense of and find meaning in that which challenges us, and to walk a sometimes winding road to Jesus together is the essence of my faith.